Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood. I'm your host, and I'm still in quarantine. (laughs) We live in Massachusetts, and I think phase one opening starts this week, and then we go from there. So it's it's been interesting. I hope you and yours are doing okay. So some of the things that I'm learning right now in quarantine is about patience and about really leaning into my sobriety. And what I mean by my sobriety, I mean my emotional health and my emotional recovery and all the things in between that that means. And so that's a lot of work. It's, a, it's hard. Right now is a difficult time. It's a difficult time for all of us for many different reasons. If you are in a situation that doesn't feel safe and you're struggling, this is a really big nightmare. And so my thoughts and prayers go out to you 100%. This has just been something entirely unexpected. But with unexpected comes the idea that in the illusion that we always thought we had control and that we were in control of our lives and control of so many things. And, and what this pandemic has taught me is that the illusion of control is where I I rested a lot of my sort of foundation. I thought everything could be controlled, manipulated, um, the outcome known. And, And this time has taught me that everything is uncertain. And that's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's also teaching me the art of letting go. It's teaching me the art of surrender and understanding that I can't control everything. And there are things that I have to just let go. And one of the things I'm using during this time to help me let go is the Handel Group coaching and their online platform called Inner You, inner.u. And what is so amazing about this program is the fact that it starts with your dreams. So many self-help things, many outlets, coaches don't start with your dreams. They start with what is perceived to be broken. And what I love about InterU and this program is the fact that the first question, the first modules, the first work you will do is around what do I dream? And the interesting part about this is that many of us don't know how to dream. We've forgotten how to dream. We don't know what to dream. We don't know how to dream. And so I have been completely encouraged and revitalized by the work with the Handel Group. Lauren Zander is my personal coach, and I am working to help promote InterU as their program because I believe in it. I, I don't do ads on this podcast very often, and when I do, it's because I believe in them. <laughs> so right now, during the pandemic, the Handel Group is offering its online coaching program, InterU, at 50% off. So you can go to InterU, I-N-N-E-R-U, the letter U, dot coach, and enter the code SAME24 HOURS75 to take advantage of the 50% off. It's 325 for life, and it will change your life in all the great ways. You want to register for InterU Life. They also have a love and career program, but the InterU Life really touches on all the 12 areas of your life that you're really seeking to improve. So if you'd like to register, go to interu.coach, register SAME24 HOURS75 for your discount. So today we're going to talk to Ryan Rondino on the show. He is a celebrity chef 
and pretty cool guy. We talk about cooking, spices, and rubs, and he's got six new spices, including one that is coffee-based, which I kind of am really jazzed about <laughs> in a really interesting sort of nutty sort of way because coffee on everything sounds like a good plan to me. So I hope you all enjoy this episode with Ryan Rondino. You can follow him at NOLA Chef 212 on Instagram, originally from New Orleans. So a lot of his cooking has Cajun-based flavors as well as some Southern infusion because he spent some time in the South as well. So check him out, Ryan Rondino, his spices, his collection. I will link to it in the show notes. And thank you all for being a part of the same 24 hours. If you love it, please rate it, rate the podcast, go subscribe, tell your friends about it. This is a hundred percent free platform right now. I don't have any advertising. (laughs) I would like to, at some point to make some money off the podcast. That would be really awesome. But for now it's 215 episodes completely, um, unsupported and that's fine, but I do need some reviews. I do need some ratings and some shares. It helps keep this thing alive. So thank you for all. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of the same 24 hours. And on to the show. Hi, and welcome to the same 24 hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another video podcast of the same 24 hours. And for those listening, at home on your audio, you don't have video. So welcome and glad to have you today. We have Ryan Rondino with us. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's so good to see you. And we're going to talk about all sorts of my favorite thing today, food. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, Ryan, and your background and um, why you love food so much. Uh, Well, well, the story I love food so much because I'm from the Mecca of food, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. So um, that that upbringing helped start, upstart, you know, the love for food, love for seafood, just the way food is prepared uh, in, in, in that manner. Um, I went to culinary school uh, at Chef John Paul's Culinary Institute, uh, at, which is under um, Nickel State University. So got a bachelor's degree, didn't really start working in restaurants. Uh, Commander's Palace, Emeralds, Emeralds in New Orleans, uh, Peristyle, Gautreaux, uh, Ralph's in the Park up until Hurricane Katrina. That's when I moved to Atlanta and worked with the Emeralds family again. So um, up, up, on, up upon that, um, their closure upon the recession, 2008 recession, I moved to New York for a summer, worked in Long Island as an executive chef at a um, seasonal restaurant and um, came to L.A. was that that was up and so we're cooking for celebrities the will smiths the commies the tyrese um you name it we've done um 
events such as the Emmys, ESPYs, LA Philharmonic. Uh, so it, the list just goes on and on and on. So it's, it it's sounds just, like it. It sounds like you have quite it, a list. <laughs> I, I, I always feel like, you know, um, a lot of people tell me, like, you're young, you've done a lot. But to me, uh, I'm just getting started. Yeah, so, I like that. I like that. You know, just keep yourself pushing. All right. So you can't tell any stories on your celebrity clients. I know that. But if you could, yeah. and there was a really good one to tell anonymously, do you have one you might could say this particular person? Like, you had to have had <laughs> something out there that would shock the, the mere mortals that we are. <laughs> <laughs> the mere mortals. Uh, I mean, well, it's, it's always an interesting, um, interesting storyline. I mean, you're always changing, changing yourself for their, their palates, their dietary palates. Every day is a uh, different diet situation, you know, depends on how they feel. So, um, you always adjust into that. Uh, I think, uh, I think the craziest one, was in um, probably prison room in Santa Barbara. Client out there, eight people, o only eight people. It felt like we couldn't put fifty. You know, so it's like um, we were doing Christmas buffet or Christmas buffet dinner. We had ham, we had goose, we had turducken, we had turkey, we had all these things for eight people. So, but granted. She's like, we don't want anything frozen. Nothing frozen. But three hours, three hours before the dinner starts, she, she's like, uh, she brings a frozen turducken in. So I want you to cook this for me too. <laughs> three was, hours before, <laughs> totally frozen. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> so wow. it goes from plated dinner to buffet, back to plated dinner, and back to buffet. So it's just... It, you just you just remain calm and just you know roll the punches. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that that is a life of. I mean, it's got to be frustrating though at some point cooking for people that have so much money and it's just expendable. I mean, I'm sure you like go shop, you prepare a menu, and then you walk in and you're like, okay, here we go, and then they're like, oh, but I'm vegan now. <laughs> you're like, oh. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, in that case, I mean, you, you do go over a menu with the client, but in, in, at the same time, you have one person that's eating this, I don't like this, I don't like that. Yeah. So you adhere to all these different palettes to really make everyone happy. Because that, I mean, there was, there was another story to where I'm cooking, I'm cooking at one location, but the client doesn't show up. It doesn't show up at all. So I, I called it, called this, and it's like, yo, where, where's the guy at? So he's at another location. Like, yeah, can you come over and just cook for like 10 people? Just like that, you know, on the drop of a dime. <laughs> but then, then they want uh, Southern food, which, which you know, you're from the South. It takes time. You can't just put it Right. You can't just fry chicken. So, you have to like have, well, you got to have brown bags. And I mean, not everyone has brown bags. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So those like two crazy memorable stories that, you know, I always take with me. It's like, yo, you guys are crazy. Yeah, you guys <laughs> so are crazy. Real. Well, I mean, but what is that? You have to obviously be super resilient, I think, to be in the culinary industry, period. But where did you learn 
your resilience because to, to roll with the punches when someone's like, Hey, come, I know you cooked here, but come cook for 10 people here <laughs> and make fried chicken. Um, you know, that is, that's a certain personality and a certain skill of right. resilience, which you've obviously have or built. So where does that come from? And they, well, I, that's, that's all personality. And it came from restaurants too. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants, you know, every day, every day is a different day. You have to roll with something totally different. You're given a different task, whether you like it or not, whether it can be, um, like if you start out cooking, you, you're picking herbs, picking time, just to, like little minute things that, you know, you feel like in your mind, I could be doing something else, but it gives you the person resilience and perseverance to really complete the task and move on to something else and just go about your day. You know, so um, that, that's how I started at Camaro's Palace when I think, you know, back in the day when kitchens were ruthless, you know, you know, um, chefs yelling at you, cussing you out, you know, back in the day, it threw place a long time ago. And so um, <laughs> it's um, where it starts. Yeah, yeah. So what is the age? When did you first know that this was your life? Like everyone I've talked to in the culinary industry knew at a certain point, like this is going to be my life. This is what I love. When was that for you? I, I would say around 16, 17. Mm. But I, I, I started cooking at uh, around 10 years old. Started messing around in the kitchen. And it really didn't take it seriously, but as I became of age, um, really had to decide, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Um, you know, it, it was always still in the back thought, you know, I, I still pursued uh, engineering as a major. Then I was in that program for a year and I was like, okay, this is not for me. So that's when culinary just, okay, it just clicked, the lights clicked on. So this is it, you know, so the, rest, so the rest has been history, you know, passion just every day, every day. I admire people so much who have the ability and the self-awareness to be in the middle of something like your engineering program and to say, nope, I'm out. Because my story is I was sitting in law school on the first day and I was like, I should, I don't need to be here. This is a mistake. (laughs) And yet I just sat there and I ground it out and I, then I practiced law for 12 years. I mean, I just wasn't brave enough to be like, this is not for me. And it wasn't for me. And I knew it. And so I'm always really impressed with people who are, who are like, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go do what my heart says and my brain. And so that's awesome. Totally you, awesome. You have to, I mean, because uh, even when I was in color school, I've seen people who went former CPAs, uh, like I say, former, former law school, you know, someone to be a doctor, you know, different things, but they found their passion to really want to want to uh, choose cooking as a profession. Yeah. I'm married to one of those. He's, he's in science right now. And I mean, I bet everything I've got that that man will be going <laughs> to culinary school at some point, <laughs> which is fine with me. Cause I'm like, get out of the house at night. Go, go, go to your restaurant. <laughs> be gone. <laughs> you ready to kick him out. <laughs> no, but he grew up in restaurants. So like from, uh, 13, he washed dishes in a restaurant and then he, you know, helped cook and then he was a server. And then, so he, he loves the culture. And I think that's a, a different breed of 
human too. Like I'm, I'm night night at eight o'clock. I'm in my pajamas. Like I couldn't do restaurant life. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love yeah. the intensity, the intensity of it. You know, um, I mean, you, you have a rush coming in. You know, you you kick it into high gear. So yeah. and that kind of transforms into your your own life. You know, you know, you know how to kick things in the high gear when you, when you have to. You know, you, know, you motivate yourself when you have to. So, you right. know, restaurants not only serve food, but we um, also teach a lot of life lessons as well. So, so what are some good life lessons you've learned recently since you're not doing a lot of restauranting at the moment? Or, are, I guess, no, not yet. Y'all aren't back to business, I don't think, in California, are you? Um, not, not really. Uh, not, not what it was. There's a lot of food delivery. Uh, yeah. More food delivery. But as far as, like... Um, um, dining in, no, nah, it's not. It's not back. But well, on a personal chef side, you know, that's that's still going. Prime chef side still going. So th those things are still going. So it just teaches you uh, perseverance. You know, perseverance. Yeah. Um, uh, teach you self motivation as well because I've seen a lot of people fall into depression over everything that's going on. You know, especially if they, you know, people who have businesses. They don't know their next move, their next steps. And so you right. also just fall deep. So you have to really continue to motivate yourself to really pull yourself through and pull yourself out of it. So what are you doing to do that? What is helping you? I mean, obviously you're still still working on the private side of things, which which helps, but is yeah. there anything you do like on a daily basis that sort of grounds you, that keeps you inspired, keeps you moving? I mean, I still challenge myself to be creative, still cook. Still cook at home. That's that's not gonna stop. Um, you know, sometimes <laughs> they can't uh, take that from you. They can't take the food away from me. Um, you know, the, the creative side, you know, always, you know, reading. I mean, we have YouTube, we have Netflix, we have the internet. So those things you can see with other other chefs cooking around the world during during quarantine or how to keep how, how to keep themselves motivated. And it, it kinda helps you uh in the long run because it, it's it's a inadvertently a way of collaborating with other chefs around the world so yeah bringing ideas collaborating thoughts and just creating a fabulous cuisine you know so, so who are some of your inspirations who are the, some of the people you like to watch on instagram and um so i'm a former back in the day i was a weightlifter and so was my husband and so when he's in bed at night scrolling on instagram i either hear weights dropping because he's watching people <laughs> lift weights or i hear like <laughs> which means he's watching cooking so i mean do you follow people on instagram yeah. and and who are they yeah i like um I like michael simon you know mm -hmm. always you know when i can catch uh his instagram lives cooking just cooking at home um I, I like his style, you know, like his delivery. Still watch Bobby Flay on uh, Netflix, you know. Yeah. I'm able, able to catch a lot of, a lot of chop reruns, you know, so you yes. know, watch that. Catch up on all that. So that's that's always interesting. So um plus I've I've had some uh, friends that appeared on some of the chop episodes. So you know, they be able to watch them cook and throw it out. Um who else? What, is that? what is that um the show that they used to have, the name is escaping me, but it was like first in Japan and then it's here. Um, they used oh, to have Bobby Frey, Iron, Iron Chef. Yes. Iron Chef. 
Iron Chef. Where? That's when I first saw Bobby yeah, yeah. White. I mean, that was a while ago. That was like 25 years ago when Food TV first came out <laughs> he, and Emerald was doing BAM. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, we follow, I definitely still follow Emerald. Um, you know, um, some some of the old stuff, like I said, the Emerald Lives, you know, the BAM, you know, Doc Gibbs, all that, all those inter- yeah. segments. Um, that, um, but Daniel Ballou, I love watching uh, him cook. Uh, like I said, Mark Forgione. Uh, so just, you know, those are a few to name just to really keep it creative. You know, still read a lot, a lot of books, a lot of cookbooks, just on different things and just um, different subject matters of cooking to really keep it interesting and keep myself creative and still write and just yeah. keep my ideas flowing. So, and you know, sometimes you, you talk with chefs, and, um, you have to go back to the, the basics. You know, your mind has to go back to the basics to just just to really develop a great idea. Yeah, yeah, the basics, which most people I think don't understand, <laughs> and that's why they're like, <laughs> cooking is the worst because it is the worst if you don't understand the basics. So, what I mean, obviously, you can't cover all the basics, but for someone who says, "I hate to cook." I've always hated to cook. I hate to cook. What are they missing? Because I mean, I don't love to cook, but I can cook. You know, if you if you want some fried chicken, I can fry some chicken. I, like I can. I just don't wanna. Um, so I learned some basics somewhere. But what are some things that people need to know if you're gonna get in the kitchen and the mistakes you're making, like why you probably hate it and why your food tastes like feet? <laughs> <laughs> well, one. You get, well, to start, use quality ingredients. That's, that's the most important thing. Um, and I think if, if you, if you just starting out, you know, start with a simplified recipe, start with something that makes you feel comfortable instead of you seeing what you may see on YouTube, what you may see on Instagram to where these people have practiced these dishes over and over. So you coming in as a beginner trying to, um, show some sort of expertise of what you may not have. So start with something simple to you. And really stay away from the puff pastry. Puff pastry is not simple. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're just going to like wrap some pepperoni in it and eat it. <laughs> uh, 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 puff pastry, you, you can, you can, you can perfect, you know, uh, <laughs> over time, roll it out. Then, you know, uh, cut whatever shape you want. You want a rectangle, you want a square, cut it between that. Uh, you can, if you want savory, you can make like a ragu. Say you want a seafood ragu, make your puff pastry first, then uh, fill that with your ragu. And you can add some cheese on top, bake that again, and you got a quick puff pastry dish like oh, that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so um, it's, it's just practicing, practicing, practicing. And that's, that's the thing. It's a lot of repetition. Yeah. You, you're going to fail. You know, e- even the best of the best fail. So um, you have to really, um, hone your craft, hone your skills. If you could only eat one thing, we play this at my at dinner all the time with my kids. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, you were on a, a deserted island and you had all of this one thing, what would it be? All day, every day, every meal. <laughs> seafood. 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 Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I'm on a deserted island, so I, I have I have different <laughs> options. <laughs> 
Well, but what if I, they just I, dropped it off? Like, you know, every day the helicopter brought you something. Would it still be seafood? It would still be seafood. Um, I mean, I, I grew up on seafood. A lot of crab, a lot of fish, a lot of crawfish, um, oysters, things like that. You know, um, so it's, it's something I, I truly, truly love. Love to yeah. cook. Love to prepare. I know. Anytime someone says they don't like seafood, I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> How can you not like seafood? I love all of it. Right. But right, I grew right. up in the I know, South, I right? Some, I mean, um, the boats pulled up with the shrimp and there they were, you know. So I, I grew up with it. I guess if you grow up in Kansas, in the sh- by the time the shrimp gets to you, maybe it's not as good. <laughs> that, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your spices and, and all the stuff you've got going on. You're very busy and spreading the love of cooking through your brand. So what's some of the stuff you've got going on? Uh, so right now, of course, we, we talk about spices. Uh, we have six spice, spice blends out that you can find on our uh, website. Um, Danola Creole, of course, which is always a fan favorite. Dianto Chili Barbecue, you know, it's summertime's great. It's hot. I know it's hot where you are. So you can get out and grill. Um, the citrus herb, so that's for um, these things are for chicken, seafood, uh, a lot of vegetables, lamb, pork. If you want something lighter, uh, floral, that's great for that. Um, next is the, one of my favorites too is the coffee rubs. I have to do a smoked coffee rub. Ooh. It's deep, it's real. What's that, for pork? Uh, pork, beef. I've used it for sea bass. I've used it for salmon, chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, if you're vegetarian, it's great. Um, so those are some fl- fl- flavor profiles that can definitely work with that. Uh, jerk seasoning, of course. You know, the island flair. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, jerk chicken, of course, which is very, very popular across the world. Uh, jerk shrimp is what I love, too. And I also have a gumbo rub, you know, for so. The gumbo aficionados, you know, so if you need like, uh, if you want to make gumbo, but don't know what to put in it, these, the spice blend kind of helps you really navigate through making a uh, successful gumbo. Oh, very cool. Wait, what was the first one you said? Because that wasn't gumbo. It was Creole, right? The Nola Creole okay. So this sounds dumb, but what's the difference between Creole seasoning and gumbo? Well, the uh, Creole, uh, that's the Hamster Cajun seasoning to a uh, Creole Cajun seasoning to what a gumbo has more in it. The gumbo has more of actually what I, I use to really make a gumbo. So it's okay. uh, more, more, more layers of flavor, more flavor base. And it's like things you really don't have to really think about when you uh, put in a gumbo. Can't give you everything. I give you something. <laughs> tell me, tell me. No, I think it's Please. interesting. You said the coffee. I w- I want to try your that. That sounds amazing. Cause I eat a lot of salmon. Salmon's my favorite fish. I would eat it for. That would be what I would eat if I could have one thing on the on an island. Would be salmon. As long as I had a, hot, a cast iron skillet to cook it in. If I didn't have the cast iron skillet, <laughs> I don't need the salmon. <laughs> Um, but that sounds interesting. Coffee for the salmon. I'm gonna. I don't know. I can't picture that. Yeah, you, you have to. You know, the the sweetness. Um, you know. So sometimes it depends what type of uh, coffee that's used. It could be acidic. It could be a, a bitter. Yeah. So it depends on the, the blend. But the blend is well balanced, and it really helps balance out the protein as well. So if it's like that's salmon, cool. and um, Especially brisket, you know, oh. it's good for smoking brisket. So 
Yeah. They, now, they now I just started. Yeah. My mouth started watering with brisket. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got brisket, but I can't imagine the salmon. But I, I would like. I'm gonna have to check that out because it's definitely. It sounds interesting. So, okay. So where can they find your spices? So they can find my spices uh, on my website at uh, rondinoculinaryDesigns.com. So they can, um, they have the choice to choose three. They can purchase all six and just uh, be set for the, um, be set for where we want it. We're going into June. So they can be set for June just to start a summer. You were about to say May, like I was. I was like, we're just in April. It's fine. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go down as like the entire month that we all missed may 2020 and just didn't feel like it happened at all oh my goodness well that's so awesome i am i'm i enjoyed speaking with you so much so tell me what is something that you do every day like in your 24 hours that you think makes your greatest life like do you have a life hack that you do every day do you have something that you wake up and do that just kind of sets the foundation for your day um yeah just always um uh, it's always always meditate on things you have to do things what what it, it could be not not really what you have to do but you know being better as a person mm -hmm. you know, and that's the main pack because i always tell you know tell people tell friends your, your day starts and ends with you so you always yeah. have to ask yourself when you wake up, uh, you know, am I, am I going to be the best version of me? And then, you know, then when at night, when, when you wind it down, did I do the things I needed to do to be the best version of what I needed to do? So, you know, it's always at the end of the day, it's, it starts and ends with you. So you really have to push yourself forward to be the best version. So what's next for you? You seem like someone who knows where you want to go. And I feel like if I asked you, where are you going to be in 10 years, you would have a, a manifesting plan. Like, I just, I'm not going to ask you that. I just feel like that's the sense I get. So, from you. Next is we're, we're working on a recipe app right now. Okay. So recipe, um, all different types of uh, recipes across the board um, from easy to intermediate, you know, so something, you know, everybody can do across the, um, across the region, you know, if you're in the South, the West, Northeast, so just be able to access different ingredients and really become a better chef in your kitchen. Um, that waiting for, you know, um, we, we did have a lot of pop-up dinners planned, but you know, of course, with everything going on. So that's, that's on hold. So, um, right now we're doing that. Um, we got the app. We're building a meal delivery service. So people nice. in the LA area need food delivered to them, you know, fresh, uh, good quality, good gourmet food. Uh, so we're doing that menu always changes. So it's always something different to really, really tantalize your palate. So these are a couple of things that's going on. So uh, 10 years, cookbooks, you know, uh, cookware, TV shows, so TV, TV shows. Show, yeah. TV shows we'll see where restaurants are so yeah. that's the thing <laughs> right right well hopefully uh, i'll have you on my tv show in 10 years and you can have me on your tv show and it'll be great <laughs> we, we can make uh coffee spice salmon <laughs> that's right we will that would be amazing we should put that in the manifesting that sounds like a very specific dream and that's what you're supposed to be is very specific so yeah you come on my show and you cook some coffee spice salmon 
it, it does well, everyone's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, now, this it, was so much fun. So if you are ever in Boston, you have to look me up and we'll go eat. <laughs> there, there are some great restaurants in Boston. Great seafood yeah, in Boston. Seafood, that's right. Well, take care. I will post up the links to all your things and um, stay safe. And I can't wait to see what's next for you. You too. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.